Welcome home to, to the, the Loving Consciously, Consciously Podcast. My name is Amanda. And my name is Eric. And if you are like us, nobody, nobody taught, taught you how to love. love. We are best friends and life partners here to vulnerably and authentically share our seven-year journey to unconditional love. Our mission is to help you learn how to love consciously in all of your relationships so we can journey together towards a more effective, intentional, and fulfilling way of giving and receiving love. Loving, Loving Consciously. Consciously. Together, we have overcome neurodivergence, mental health, addiction, pregnancy loss, infidelity, and grief. After six years, the lack of knowledge on how to heal or love each other through these challenges led to our separation. After us both spiritually awakening and recommitting, we built our new conscious partnership founded on unconditional love and a commitment to personal growth. Thank you for joining us as we put it all out there to show you the duality of our love's pain and beauty. And remind you that you have both the capacity to love consciously and the power to always, always choose love. Welcome back to the Loving Consciously podcast. We are so grateful that you are here with us today. Thank you for tuning into our intro series. I know three episodes is a big commitment and we hope that you all enjoyed listening to a little bit of our story. Today we are going to talk about loving consciously. We have three core things we want to cover today. We're going to start with talking about what is consciousness. I feel like that's a really great thing to understand and may not be a super familiar word or concept. It certainly wasn't to us a year ago. Then number two, we are going to look at what a conscious relationship is and preface that by saying there is a very traditional type of conscious relationship. They are usually romantic and we are on a mission to completely change the way those are viewed. And then number three, we are going to talk about what loving consciously in itself is, what this podcast is, and really just kind of laying this understanding and educational groundwork so that next week when we start teaching you all all of the tips and things that have worked for us in our conscious relationship, you will have this background because some of you may be going, well, I don't even know what loving consciously is. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. And thank you for joining us here today. We are so grateful to have you with us. So let's get started on what is consciousness. The dictionary definition of the word is the state of being awake and aware of one's surroundings. Now, when we take that definition and we apply that to our consciousness as we exist in this spirit, in this body, what we're really saying is when we're conscious, we're not identifying with our mind. We are living our authentic selves, our truths, and bringing that forward. For me, when I'm conscious, I, I really, the way that I conceptualize it in my mind is I know what I'm like when I'm conscious and I know what I'm like when I'm not. And there's really key markers and behaviors, you know, when I'm conscious, I'm just living a really aligned life. I'm very aware of my thoughts. I'm observing them. But again, like Eric said, not identifying with them. I am making really good, healthy, positive choices. I'm meditating. I'm doing all of those great things. It really comes down to a core awareness of I am a conscious, you know, spiritual being having this human experience. And I know that I am more than just this human experience. I am more than my thoughts. Right. It's like me being in my body and knowing when I'm unconscious because when I'm in that state, I'm following the algorithm or the programming of my mind, which is based off of all of my past experiences. It's based off of the future projections of what it thinks it's going to happen. And it's not being in the present moment. So really what being consciousness is for me is being aware and awake during this present moment 
and making decisions and being aware of my body and what I'm feeling based off of what the current inputs are. Yeah, I just got a really big download from the universe, so y'all get to witness this in real time. If none of this makes sense to you, that's totally fine. We're definitely speaking some kind of high-level spiritual language, if you will, but think of it as either an airplane or a car on autopilot. It's you know, consciousness is, you know that you're driving a plane, you know that you are not the plane, you are not being controlled by, you know, what's going on in the plane, you are in control of the plane, and, you know, unconsciousness would be autopilot, lack of presence, in Eric we call it zombie mode, (laughs) anything that, you know, is not intentional, not conscious, and We can tell you that 99.9% plus of humanity lives in an unconscious state 99.9% of the time. How many people, you know, definitely not me ever in my entire life until a year ago, wake up and consciously make decisions about what I was going to feel and what I was going to think and what I was going to identify with. That's really what we're trying to do here. There's more on that later. Now we're going to move into our second point here, which is conscious relationships. So as we said before, conscious relationships are generally viewed as romantic. We are applying this to all types of relationships. So a general definition for a conscious relationship is a relationship where both people are committed to a sense of purpose or growth, be it personal growth, shared growth, collective growth, but the really core foundation and intention and value and purpose of that relationship is growth. Yeah, as we see in our typical relationships, most people don't really stop and give it any conscious thought as to why they're entering that relationship. Or maybe they're just a friend of a friend or you met this person and you find them attractive or there's mutual interests or whatever it may be, we typically don't stop and say, what am I contributing to this relationship? What am I bringing to help support them? And what are they bringing to help support me in our growth and in our shared growth? Yeah, you hear a lot in kind of mainstream media and society you know this person is my other half this person completes me I would be lost without this person you hear a lot of these things and that is that is not what a conscious relationship is Uh, nobody completes you you are perfectly complete and whole as you are and you know those kind of like romanticized and cinemized ideals can be really damaging and really what we're talking about here with conscious relationships is they're just intentional again you don't have to know any of this stuff instead of you know two pilots putting the plane on autopilot and sitting on their phones this would be two pilots flying the plane together and communicating and playing off each other's strengths and cheering each other on and then you know gently loving and coaching and supporting when they're maybe not flying the plane the correct way so two very different things and that just kind of gives a little bit of context So next what we're going to do here is I found a really incredible article that I've come across a couple of times from Rising Woman and I will link it in the show notes. It's just a really great depiction of some things a conscious relationship would look like. And again, this article is written from a romantic sense, but we are changing that up and applying it to everything. And so we're just going to kind of go through some of these bullet points from this article of like and explain our take on them of what a conscious relationship looks like. 
we've kind of told you like what it is and what its purpose is, but like what does that look like? What does that entail? What does that require of you as an individual? And what does that also benefit you as an individual? So to get us started, a conscious relationship is really developing a deep personal relationship to yourself. It's about looking inward, getting to know your inner child, getting to know your shadow self, all the things that you may have not been expressing to their fullest potential will come up in conscious relationships. Absolutely. It's really about gaining both the tools and the awareness, but developing emotional intelligence and practicing you know, healthy communication, learning to self-soothe, learning to feel safe in your own experience. Yeah, and part of that is by building healthy boundaries with yourself and with others, knowing what you need and then being able to healthily communicate that to the people in your life. Yeah, and I don't know about all of you listening, but I will speak for myself. I definitely was never taught in school or really in life how to set healthy boundaries, what those even look like, how to communicate those, how to honor those for others. So it really is, you know, just having to take the responsibility on to learn these things for yourself. It's also making your own self-love and self-care a priority. You are not going to be capable or in an energetic or emotional space to love someone else if you don't love yourself. Finding that self-love is a core pillar of a conscious relationship. Another core pillar is seeing conflict as an opportunity for growth. When we are met with conflict when we're met with high energy situations it is a reflection back to us of what we need to work on within ourselves everything that we encounter when it comes to working in our relationships is a lesson because we are in charge of how we show up we can't control anybody else we can't control their reactions what we do is simply mirrored back to us Yeah, I want to dig into this one for a second because mirror is exactly what I use to describe our conscious relationship to people. It really is understanding and understanding and saving space for the fact that your partner, your friend, your parent, your boss, whoever you're embarking on a conscious relationship with is simply a mirror. They're mirroring back all of the parts of you that are in them because we are all one and they're mirroring back the things in you that aren't healed or the things in you that maybe need some love and attention. And this part is really so critical because it is in conflict that separation can occur. It is common for people to reach this point in the relationship as they dive deeper, as things come up and as conflict arises to shy away from it and turn away or blame the other person when in reality we're all being called forward to look within ourselves to heal those pieces so that we can then show up better for ourselves and for our partners yeah it kind of leads me into this thing i had written down in our notes later that i'll just say now being conscious is taking responsibility for your stuff it's not projecting it onto your loved one We're just going to start using loved one. You can fill that in with friend, brother, mother, partner, whatever, husband, whatever fits for you. But it really is. It's really taking accountability for yourself. And, you know, I think about some of the times that we in our consciousness this last nine months have had conflict. And sometimes all I can do is just sob. 
you know, we're having a conflict and I'm really struggling. My inner child is really struggling and we've had so many moments and, you know, you just have to laugh about them now, but we have had so many moments where both of us, but me especially, I just start crying and I'm just like, this is so hard. And that's, those are the words I always go back to. Like he always knows when I'm crying and saying, this is so hard. It's my inner child just being like, this is so foreign to me. And I just wasn't taught this and I haven't had this for so much of my life that sitting in conflict and viewing it as a positive thing or all of these things that we're listing off, it just has been really difficult and so I want you all to understand and know that it's okay if you weren't taught these things or you don't have these things in your relationships currently this is you know what we're here for this is why we're doing this is to help you hopefully save some of the difficulty and time and discovery that you know we spent six years really suffering through yeah and another important aspect to this is really meeting each other with unconditional love It's about coming together and not being perfect, right? Because we're not looking for the perfect partner. We are looking to learn how to love our unperfect partners perfectly, to view them as their inner child and with all of their core wounds, with every aspect, good and bad, being brought into the light and loving them anyways, and then allowing yourself to be loved and seen in the same way. Yes, that. It's also learning to communicate your needs and wants. This is another really big one that I've struggled with. I think I can say we've both (laughs) really struggled with because again, I just... I never learned this. I just didn't even, I I didn't even know what my needs and wants were, y'all. Like seriously, I didn't know what I needed. I didn't know what I wanted. I just knew that I needed and wanted to feel better, to not suffer. And I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't have the knowledge or tools or self-awareness or healing. So learning how to like really communicate, I need space or I need affection or I need insert blank or, you know, I want more intimacy was really challenging for me. Yeah, and it goes hand in hand with the first point of developing a deep relationship to yourself. You can't communicate your needs and your wants if you don't know who you are, if you don't know what it is that you need or want. Committing to understand yourself and then as you better understand yourself, communicating those needs and then having the grace with your partner to have their needs change because it's possible that they do as they get to know themselves better, as you get to know each other better. Two things came out of that for me. Number one, grace, and number two, as they change. We love the word grace. It's actually what we were going to name our daughter. I have a tattoo about grace on my arm. It really is just such a helpful tool of having grace with yourself, having grace with your partner. And the other thing about change, I actually had this download earlier today and wanted to include this, so I'm glad it came back to me because I forgot. We are constantly in a state of change. I was meditating about, you know, I and how you're, you say, I am this when you're 10 and then I am this when you're 20 and those are two completely different people. And so it was trying to kind of deconstruct this, this idea of I, but that's a whole nother podcast. What it was really, the essence of it was, is that we are constantly in a state of change. Boom, boom, boom. At those three sounds, you were three entirely different people. Your blood makeup was different. Your age was different. Your brainwave state was different. And so it's like this really 
complex but also really simple thing that if you can understand and have grace for and save space for the fact that both you and your partner are different people every second of every day you are growing and changing and allowing that growth it really just makes conscious relationships with your loved ones significantly easier and part of looking at this growth and change is beginning to take a step back and understanding our relationship patterns because as we begin to understand ourselves better how we interact with each other these patterns tend to emerge because they are lessons that we're here to learn and until those lessons are learned they will continue to re-emerge beginning to look at how you act and react to your partner can help give you insight as to what those patterns are and what those lessons might be for you Absolutely. And I'm going to dig into this one for a second because y'all have heard us talk about this if you've listened to our intro episodes, but patterns are everything. And I remember a year, year and a half ago, we both really kind of started to go, huh, weird. We've been in this place before. Wait a minute. We've had this exact same tape play out a hundred times before and just gaining that consciousness and that awareness of our patterns I really truly believe was like one of the most pivotal changes and things that happened for us and how we were able to really as they say you know break the cycle and I talk a lot about this in my podcast as well but patterns are everything and if you can get really attuned with seeing your patterns seeing the patterns in you know all of your relationships in your life and changing those something really cool that we've heard from somebody that we follow Jay Griff is pattern interrupt and we intentionally now look for and seek out ways to interrupt our patterns be it you know every day you go to the gym at this time it's intentionally going to the gym at different times it's you know if you eat at this time or you do this thing this way just really getting comfortable with constant change because life is change and the more that you consciously and intentionally interrupt your own patterns the easier it becomes Yes, and once you're aware of those patterns, what you do with them is also critical to your change and growth because you have two options. You can wake up to that pattern and sit there and say, oh my gosh, I've fallen back asleep. I'm back in the same pattern. What do I do? You know, we're never going to get out of this. Or you can bring your consciousness to that moment. Whenever it is, maybe it's a week of the pattern, maybe it's two weeks of the pattern, you wake up and you remember who you are you you recognize a pattern and you say great thank you god universe for this experience for this opportunity to learn to bring this level of consciousness that i didn't have before when i was experiencing this pattern so that i can now learn the lesson and don't be surprised if you get the pattern again at a different intensity to learn the lesson and to solidify the lesson because that's just how the universe works (laughs) That it does. And just to be really vulnerable and honest with y'all, you know, we had a moment even today where we kind of fell back into a pattern and it's really easy to get frustrated and it's really easy to fall back into old ways of thinking. And I used to be the chronic perpetuator of, great, I did that thing again or I fell back asleep again or I did that behavior again, like all hope is lost. I'm really hard on myself in that way. And I talked a lot about this in my podcast, but 
it's really just, you know, having that self-love and self-forgiveness and understanding that all is not lost because every time you catch yourself, every time you wake up, every time you realize you're on autopilot, whatever it may be, is a win. It's reinforcing that, no, I choose differently, which leads us into the last major point here, which is understanding yourself, understanding your own mind, and really understanding that you are not your mind. You know, you are a soul, a spirit, whatever feels right for you. You are, you know, an eternal conscious being having a human experience, and your mind, your thoughts, aka your ego, a word that I couldn't actually define until I was 30 years old, are not who you are. So not only understanding that, but really digging into like, how does your ego react? Like, what are your ego's triggers, etc.? Yeah, it's about sitting with your mind and beginning to learn. It, it's basically like a computer program, right? All the inputs from your past, all the projections of the future. And what you're doing is you're sitting back, being aware of it, viewing those thoughts as they come up with conscious presence and beginning to identify the program that you've been living by and with that knowledge comes the power to change it because as you see it come up as you see and understand your mind you can then identify it as oh is that my thought or is that just my mind coming back up and so with that awareness gives you the power to change Absolutely. So to kind of summarize this very large second section here of what conscious relationships are, they are really just like a way of life, a way of being in, you know, and this is why we're so passionate about not just putting that on a romantic relationship because this transcends and applies to every relationship in your life. It's a commitment to understanding ourselves in our entirety, that being our minds, our shadows, our patterns, everything. It's a commitment to coming back to love in every moment. As difficult as it may be, it is always worth it. Fear does not rule your life. You have the power to choose love for yourself and decide who you show up as in every relationship. Y'all can't see it, but um, I'm getting really emotional and I'm having, I'm having a lot of feelings right now because... This has been the really profound part for me. I am the runner in the relationship and I am definitely my ego when it feels unsafe or when I feel triggered. I really just completely shut off my heart to love. I completely wall up. I don't give love. I don't receive love. And I think a lot of us are like that. But for me, you know, coming back to love is in these moments of conflict or in these moments of being triggered everything in my body and my psyche everything in me is screaming to run is screaming to be done you know forget this like screw this I'm done I don't need this like it's it's a conscious act and choice and it's very difficult but it's very incredibly rewarding when you do do it because you know we have these moments of conflict and I just I'll be honest, it's usually Eric first who's able to put his ego aside enough to say, you know, I love you. And I'm so grateful for that because that's something that's still really challenging for me. And so, you know, I know that and I know how big that is for him and how hard it is for me. And so when he does that, it usually takes me, you know, 20, 30 seconds. But I sometimes I whisper it under my, my, you know, breath. And sometimes I can only muster one word and just say the word love. But 
really just choosing in that moment and it's you know in my brain I'm screaming like you can do this like you can you can make a different choice you can choose love and so just saying like I love you and you know this is hard and this is heavy and this is uncomfortable and I don't like this and I still love you. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know what that looks like for me in the similar aspect is my inner child is terrified. He runs away at the sign of conflict. And so choosing love for me isn't always just showing up and saying, I'm going to choose love right now in this moment, but I'm going to continue for five to 10 to 20 minutes, an hour, two days, however long it takes. And sometimes the roles are reversed. And being able to regulate yourself and say, I am choosing love. I am choosing to view my partner as their inner child, as their perfect self. I am going to meet my own needs. And even though everything within myself is telling me to be done, to run away, your ego is trying to protect its own inner child wounds. And you are essentially having to override that programming, which let's all take a moment to save some space for how difficult that is. Because however old you are, you've been running that program for that many years. And making the conscious effort to choose love in moments where it may feel like life or death is challenging. And some of the most rewarding things in life are challenging. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Now that we got all sappy and emotional on y'all, we're at our third and final part here, and this one will be pretty quick. What is loving consciously? So, you know, we've talked about what consciousness is. We have very deeply talked about what conscious relationships are, what they look like. And now I'm going to talk a lot about loving consciously because it's my business and it's my dharma. So the name of my business is Loving Consciously. And I'm going to read this off of my website, which is lovingconsciously.com. If you want to check it out, he did it. And it says, Loving Consciously is a business on a mission to awaken through spreading love, authenticity, and vulnerability. We're a community where all are welcome and everyone's most authentic, loving self is accepted, encouraged, and loved. It's a way of life that is fulfilling, intentional, and healing for the greater collective. And through coaching and podcasting, we share this message with the intention of creating a new world founded on love. And so that business, really the dream for that is multifaceted. I am starting up my life coaching. We plan to transition as well into relationship, conscious relationship coaching. So again, not just romantic. And then there are two podcasts, mine and ours. And so this Loving Consciously podcast is a very small portion of that. That is in essence what Loving Consciously is. And so in massive summary here, kind of my final closing thoughts, and I'll pass it off to you for yours. Loving consciously is our child. You know, it came to me, both of us in different ways in downloads. The name was given, you know, to us in downloads and the podcast was given to us in downloads and God, source, creator just really put this in our path and there's nothing out there in the world we found that's called loving consciously. It's really just this thing that we are building to help teach people how to love and not just love, but love consciously. Loving consciously is our act of service. It's our way of putting love back in the world, taking the lessons that we've learned, the pain and suffering that we've endured, as well as the joy and beauty that we've experienced, 
and bringing that to you so that hopefully you can take a nugget or take the whole dinner plate, (laughs) whatever resonates with you and whatever helps you along your journey. Thank you for sharing your energy and time with us today. We encourage you to go out and do your own research on conscious relationships, find what resonates with you. And we are excited to see you next week for our first teaching episode, which is going to be about equality in love.